0: Due to the adult nature of one of our stories and brief language in this episode, listener discretion is advised.
1: The following is a presentation of the Retro Network
0: do you remember when home video was in its infancy
1: the perfect video store is popping up all over the country
0: do you remember the experience of renting vhs tapes at a store right now rent indiana jones and the temple of doom and cobra for just a dollar a day each do you remember when you kept a video store membership card in your wallet
1: welcome to blockbuster video
2: hollywood video we get what you want A warehouse is entertainment relive
0: the days when dead media was alive and kicking this is rental return tales from the video store
1: My name is Amanda Stefaniak, and I worked at O Susanna Sunshine in Beaulgier, Manitoba, Canada, which was owned by my parents, Mel and Susan Stefaniak, from 1982 to 2004.
3: Hi, I'm Christian McGalliard, and I worked at Coco Video in China Grove, North Carolina, from March of 1997 to January of 1998. And then later, I worked at Four Star Video in Granite Quarry, North Carolina, from February 2001 to December two thousand one.
4: My name is Chris Tansky. I worked in the video department of a media play from nineteen ninety five to probably two thousand and two two thousand and
5: three. My name is Gary Kepper. I worked at the Blockbuster Video in Chesapeake, Virginia, in the early nineties. I worked there uh, after graduating from high school in ninety three, and worked there for about uh, two and a half almost three years.
4: My name is John Paul Cupertino, and I uh, used to work for a place in Milwaukee called Bucky's Super Video around nineteen ninety eight. And shortly after that, I worked for a
2: very brief stint at a blockbuster in Milwaukee. Hey, my name is Preston Burt. And in 2000 through 2002, I worked at Blockbuster Video in Oxford, Mississippi.
6: Hi, my name is Zach Shipley. I worked at uh, Blockbuster Franchise 290237 in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware in, gosh, like 1998 to 2000, somewhere around there.
0: Episode 4, Videoland Maniacs. What was
7: the most ridiculous thing that either customers would call you about? Just like crazy customer behavior or that they would just want to complain about?
3: I'll give you like a, a good one and a bad, or maybe not bad one, but a weird one. But, so the good one is that I thought was amusing. When I worked at Coco Video, a guy came in uh, named Joe, uh, kind of an older fella, maybe mid-40s at the time. He was like, man, recommend me a movie. I want a good action movie or something. You know, He's like, I don't know what to pick. And I'm like, so I recommended uh, King of New York, which, because I was a big, back then, I, I loved Christopher Walken and I, I really liked King of New York. That was my Scarface or Reservoir Dogs was King of New York. So I would, I would recommend that movie to anyone who listened. And so I sent him home with King of New York and he comes back and he's like, man, that was a good movie. He's like, you got something else for me? So I sent him home with um, Black Rain, the Ridley Scott, Michael Douglas movie. He had never seen it. Okay, so after that, I would get called at home. Hey, Joe's in here, wants you to recommend a movie. No, I didn't mind. I thought it was fun. Like I, and I wasn't like pretentious with my movie choices. I just tried to think of like what somebody tells me they want to see. I try to think of something that would fit. And so that was one of the more fun ones. But crazy was that Joe uh, got to where he only wanted me to pick his movies. And he would get not, uh, not for real upset, but like playful kind of crap talking upset uh, with some of the other customers if they wouldn't call me at home and, or if I wasn't at home because um, it was like pre-cell phone and all that and so that was pretty cool but it was funny
5: one memory that stands out in particular is, is when the bodyguard came out um Woody houston and uh you know kevin costner that was such a huge movie and it was a volume game at that point right so when the movie came out you needed to have a whole wall stacked up with these movies and uh that was kind of like the the blockbuster moment was we'll to walk in and you could hear the you know in your head you hear the angels singing, you see this giant wall of film and uh the Bodyguard was one of those movies and it went fast where people lined up outside the building the day that it was released to rent it. And we actually had people who were shoving and fighting in the store over copies. Wow. Uh, so it wasn't like not quite cabbage patch level, but it was not uncommon to have people who would get into shoving and shouting matches over movies that they wanted to see, or somebody reached for something and somebody else grabbed it or, or whatever. And, and you would sometimes get that. Sometimes people would come in and they'd be drunk or tired or, you know, their kids are fussing or whatever and just you know people just have a threshold and uh when, you know if you would really wanted to see the bodyguard somebody else grabbed it yeah i mean it was it was interesting we had we had the police out there a few times i worked at walden books before i worked at blockbuster that was my, my transition job was was working the mall job at walden books and then they had the you know it was mall hours and uh yeah I, I learned that the the women who stand in line for romance novels and, and again in that time would get a little bit out of shape if you didn't have their the romance novel or the same ones who would get bent out of shape if you didn't have their kevin costner movie
4: <laughs> back in those days we would do midnight openings so any any new uh, stuff that was streeting we would open at midnight so people could get the stuff right away and that was pretty popular all the way up through the the next 10 years. When Titanic came out, it was just, a, it was a bedlam.
7: So people would show up at midnight to get their dual-tape <laughs> copy of Titanic? Yes, <laughs> yes. Jerry Maguire, like... Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a couple uh, things. Um, oh, and other things that were, like... And I don't know who did them, but like they were like weird graffiti kind of things. And I pro- you probably would uh, have this in any video store where like, you know, you had those lenticler, or I don't even know how to say them. You know, those covers that you move them and they yeah. they kind of move. Um, the packaging that are like super fancy with like lights and stuff, but like, people would always rip those off and like steal them, which always drove me nuts. And like that Harmony, Corinne movie, Kids, um, someone like took a pen and wrote child porn on it. Like mm,
7: for trying no to warn people, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I was just like, Whoa, that's weird." Uh, <laughs> but one time, and I never told my mom or my dad this, I was working by myself, and it was about ten o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, and the because our store was so long, like because we had so many movies, so I could see the front door if a customer came in, but I would be way in the back behind the counter, like watching TV, basically. And two, because um, if you're watching an R-rated movie on the the store, the TV, and you see some, like, little kids coming in, well, you don't want to, you know, they come in during Goodfellas or something, like, so it, whenever someone, like, this, I would always watch for the door, because you never know when you have to turn off a movie, and so I see the door open, and all of a sudden something flies in, and I'm like, what the... And I like, you know, like, is that like a bird or something? But it was like something definitely came flying through the the door. And then I was waiting for something that like people or something and nothing happened. And I'm like, okay. So eventually I'm like, okay, well, obviously someone just threw something in or whatever. And sure enough, I go look and like right, like close to where the door is, but like, I can't remember if it hit video. Like I want to say in my imagination as I'm like retelling it. I'm like, I want to say it like hit all these movies, but it was a big black dildo and it was i and first though and was like double-sided too and was i never and too like i was i'm like i was a shy kid i never knew like i knew what it was but i was like i'm not touching it i don't want to touch it it was like so gross and it's obviously like some kids just found it well hopefully in their mom's bedroom or something and just was like ew gross and then wanted to prank it but yeah so that was the weirdest thing i would say (laughs) definitely Another
4: thing that was quite entertaining we'd see a lot of videotapes returned that were clearly not from Blockbuster. People would like a lot of times we would return blank tapes or just random dollar, you know, Kmart VHS tapes to us instead of the hot new video and then just disappear. We would see that quite a bit. Another you thing you wouldn't chase them down.
7: You you didn't have to go get them
4: to return the video we would contact them but we were very limited on what we could do that was a the manager would have to contact them and they would actually start looking at like theft proceedings and things like that so we it was a very much we would if it was a once in a while thing we would, wait for them to come back in and like hey this is what happened can we fix this if they wouldn't respond to phone calls but other times we would have people come in and get you know irate and yell at us that no I didn't return that copy of Pinocchio that was I did not put that video blank videotape in there And they clearly did, because it would become a pattern, of course. Theft was a big issue, and especially with the video games. That was something we were very, very cautious about, and they tried their best to go after people,
2: but people would use fake
4: information to make accounts often. Uh...
2: Before I tell any personal stories, I will just make a blanket statement that I believe that everybody on this planet should be required to work at least one food service or one retail job In their life so that they can know what the experience is like because dealing with customers on the front line it was always interesting Um, we had a character that we called probably very meanly Lord Slug now (laughs) it's for this purpose because he was the what you would picture as a basement dweller just unkempt uh, slovenly smelled and then on top of all that was just rude as all get out, but he was obsessed with, I wanna say, I forget the the property, it may have been Pokemon or Dragon Ball, it was Dragon Ball Z. And there was a video, like, I think it was called Lord Slug. And he was so irate when we didn't have this video time and again, that he was just horrible to us. And whenever he would come in, we would, you know, talk amongst ourselves and say, Oh, who gets to deal with Lord slug now? Um, So there's those type of people that really stick out in your minds because they were just so awful. And then there's the people that you, the faceless that you don't know because they just left something in the drop box. And um, sometimes we would find personal, you know, porn movies instead of VHS tapes in those uh, clamshells returned to us. Other times you open up the the drop box in the morning and there are things that are not um, tapes in there and you can just use your imagination (laughs) because we got all (laughs) kinds of things. Wow. You know, like, I think one time we got a, just a a slice of pizza just shoved (laughs) in there. I don't know what that was about, but hey, yeah, it's it's not a trash can, guys. Be respectful.
6: Well, again, it was Delaware. Uh, Delaware does not have sales tax, but they do have rental taxes. So while most people could buy something for, you know, five ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine or whatever, you know, whatever the, whatever costs in the store, the the price tag said in the store, that's what you paid because there was no there's no sales tax there. There was a rental tax. So when a movie rented uh, rang up and you know, it was for three sixty six or whatever. <laughs> Or $7.32 or, or, or however, however much they uh, – I've got this grain to my head, by the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the new releases were three sixty-six with tax. And people were like, you do not have sales tax. You, you're not supposed to charge for that. And I'm like, yeah, but they do have rental tax. So if you rent a car or you rent a house, you do pay tax on, on, on that. And that's, that's, that's a really weird conversation to have with people. Well, Movie King didn't charge tax. Like, yeah, they did. They just worked it into the price or whatever. You know, it's like they, you, they you, you've been paying it all along. You just didn't realize it. But our our POS system, like, it would, it would itemize the tax on each item.
3: There was a guy come in named Marty who was a really nice guy. He looked like a redheaded Emilio Estevez, like, mixed with maybe Mario from Mario Brothers. But he was a nice guy. But Marty also, because I worked, like, 12-hour shifts, he would kind of just come in and hang around and not leave. So... It could be hard to get rid of Marty, um, just because he he would, I mean, if I was working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he might come in all three days after I've been there a half an hour, and he might not go anywhere for four or five hours. Uh, he was never threatening, never rude, never bothered any of the other customers, like wasn't disruptive, just didn't have anything else to do. I think he lived with his mom and just wanted somewhere to hang out. But when you're there working, you can't really get away from people and that's something in smaller stores like that you would have things like that happen more than like if somebody tried to hang out i think like in a blockbuster there's a little more through traffic but you get in some of these small southern towns and people just kind of come in and hang around and you don't want to like upset them or start anything but yeah there were times where i kind of wish marty would go home that day um
5: (laughs) you know we had people who try to steal stuff especially video games People would try to walk out of the store with video games and they'd get creative. Uh, One of the ways they would do that with uh, Sega in particular, uh, you could unscrew the back of those Sega cartridges for the Sega Genesis and pop the chip out and swap it into another cartridge. Oh, wow. And so you would have people who in the store, especially when it's crowded on the weekends, would come in and try to unscrew the cartridge and just take the chips out. And after the, you know, company caught on I'm sure there's somebody who was a corporate at that time at Blockbuster who can verify all this. But uh, the the sensor, the bar sensors that they put on the on the boxes and stuff, uh, were not really, you know, they weren't attached to the computer chip inside the game. So people could walk out with that and it happened. So there were measures put in place to correct that. You started to, you know, when the games would come in you'd have to put the the sensor stickers inside the cartridge and you know, had to keep an eye on it. You started putting tape or, or a sticker on the outside to show if it had been tampered with. So uh, th- there were security protocols and measures that were just, you're always trying to stay one step ahead of people who would, you know, try to steal and, and pirate the, the product that was being rented.
7: Wow, people are clever. That is, I, I never would have thought of that one. No.
5: <laughs> I know, yeah, we, we caught a group of kids one night. I'd say kids, they're probably like 14, 15 years old. And uh, they, had, they had pocketed, it was something like five or six games. That they had the, the stuff in their pockets and it was just you know again they're teenagers and, and they come in and it's uh you know it's hot outside again southeastern virginia and, and they're layered up <laughs> like they're going skiing somewhere and we are hundreds of miles from the nearest resort and uh you just knew something was up and sure enough yeah they had the stuff in their pockets we called the police and the parents and uh, again learning experience
1: Oh, oh my gosh, I also thought, oh, this is a little bit me too-y though. (laughs) But this guy's dead, so I don't mind telling it but I won't say his name so there was this one because I was you know I was a teenager working in the store and this one guy came in and he like I've known him like forever because this is a small town and he came in renting movies and he had a thousand dollar bill and he was like hey did you ever see a thousand dollar bill and I'm like oh that's so gross and I was just like that kind of stuff is just weird to me so yeah, yeah. so stuff like that there's some weird customers but you just have to be like you know But I mean, that's not really me too. That's just like, you know, could have been if someone was dumb and fell for it.
3: Funny enough, we would have people coming from Kannapolis that would get mad at VSI, the the place I mentioned earlier, VSI Music and Video. Sometimes we would get people coming from there who were unhappy with how VSI would do things and they would come in and they would, "Uh, you know, I'm mad at VSI. I'm going to come here now. But we never, because China Grove was like a 2000 person, small Southern town. And so a lot of people, I'm not going to say they knew each other, but People would see me at the gas station or see me at Walmart and ask me movie questions and stuff. Like it wasn't uncommon to be putting gas in my car and somebody pull up and be like, "Hey, it's the video store guy. I'm getting ready to head over there now. You got any recommendations?" And my experiences were actually a lot more positive. But I attribute that to, like, I think if I would have worked at Hollywood or Blockbuster or, or, or one of the bigger stores, I think I would have different experiences because I did work. In my life at like Kmart, target walmart at different times i, I mean there, there's negativity with all that but my personal video store experience is the craziest it ever got would be either somebody doesn't leave as quickly as they should or um you know accused of stealing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah but there, there was never anybody like showing their butts and, and acting out because it's like this little store and again they're gonna to want to come back and rent something later and yeah. so I got lucky with that the, the worst was usually people getting mad like a woman on the phone told me to go to hell one time because she called and wanted something and, and she was supposed to be reserved for it but someone had not seen her reservation or something and I was like I'm sorry it should be back in tomorrow and there was this brief pause and she just goes go to hell and hangs up the phone and I'm like <laughs> wow you know
7: like that <laughs> important to you huh? yeah. and And
3: I was a club kid uh, going out like to goth nights and stuff like that. So sometimes I would still have painted nails and stuff from going out to like an industrial night or something. And so once in a while someone would kind of give me a hard time about the painted nails or if I didn't get all the eyeliner washed off. but that was more just you're in the South. you don't I mean, that's gonna happen anywhere you go. especially twenty three years ago, it was, You know, because, yeah, I mean, there was computers and stuff, but at Granite Quarry at Four Star, when I was there in 2001, DVDs were becoming a little more ubiquitous, and we started getting them in the store and having to explain to people widescreen and the widescreen format and that black bars were not cutting things off of the picture. They were actually seeing more of the picture because it had been squished and cut off from the sides. That would probably be the closest I ever got to that kind of negativity and hostility would be people just being mad, not even at me or the video store, just being mad that they're, as it was frequently said, them black bars are cutting the movie off. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and having to explain to people and you're trying to phrase it in a way that that doesn't sound like you're, you know, you don't sound like you're talking down to somebody or something like that. But, but it's also if you're using words like aspect ratio and shit that it now like everybody's heard it a million times but back then it may have been different in bigger cities and bigger towns but where i was at people didn't want you like a 28 inch tv and all of a sudden you know it's widescreen and 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 they can't see what's going on and so we would be happy to you know we changed their movie out hey we'll switch it out it was better if they brought it back that day if if, i mean if they wanted a movie at like noon and were mad about it and didn't bring it back till the next day it's like well you could have brought it back earlier but especially people that rented stuff later and then got home and then they bring it in the next day um hey i don't like that this has got bars on it we'd try to find the four by three version or or give them the vhs but then sometimes you'd get like well why am i gonna buy this new dvd player if the vhs doesn't work and you know Uh, That was probably the closest to what that type of hostility. Just people adapting to a format change that they weren't used to.
2: Like I mentioned, I was the assistant manager of the Oxford, Mississippi store. And because I was a student at the University of Mississippi at the time. So it was quite the experience to be able to man the desk when future Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning who was the uh, quarterback for Ole Miss at the time, came into the store to check out uh, a copy of NFL Fever 2002, <laughs> featuring his own brother on the cover. Wow, that is fantastic. You yeah.
7: think he, he, he's taken that back to his place? He's like, guys, this is my bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: everybody knew it was his bro, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was funny because you scan the back of his Blockbuster card and up comes his credentials and he's still tied to his parents' account and his parent is Archie Manning. So, you know, So you, you see his full address and everything. You're like, oh wow, this is really weird. Six degrees of separation here.
7: That is awesome. Wow, there you go. Celebrity sighting.
0: Here's a preview of what's coming up on the next episode of Rental Return.
7: What about like some of the crazier coworker stories or characters you had to work with?
5: I don't want to, you know, like dox the guy. But we had a, we had an assistant manager, and anybody who was in that store at the time knew this guy because he's the dude stank. I mean, there was just no way <laughs> around it. We played a lot of like VHS
6: football,
7: like it would know, just like throwing tapes across the store and <laughs> stuff would like fall down. Was there ever any type of promotional items that would come in that employees got to keep like a button, or did you get to have a poster if you really liked a movie? Was there anything like that?
2: The posters were always free game. I don't remember us getting too many of the the cardboard displays, and if so, I think a lot of those went to customers. They just requested them and were like, yeah, dude, I live in a dorm room. Yeah, you can have this, whatever.
6: All the copies of Spice World had a poster on the back, so at some point I had like 50 spice world posters this is the early days of ebay i was like sure this this is going to be worth money or something so i thought oh i'll, I'll sell all these and i think they were just they were in a paper bag in my closet for probably three or four years before they just got thrown away
0: connect with our video heroes on twitter by clicking on the links provided in the show notes rental return is created by adam pope and produced by jason gross in association with the retro network If you're a former rental store employee and want to chronicle your experiences on an upcoming season, message Adam on Twitter at Hoju Koolander or send an email to jason at theretronetwork.com. Avoid late fees by subscribing to Rental Return in your favorite podcast app and by following at TRN Social on Instagram and Twitter featuring pictures provided by our video heroes. Join us again next time for another episode of Rental Return. Tales from the video store.
1: This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.